Hello, listeners. Chelsea here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Fables Around the Table, she is going to be playing Morkborg, so there's going to be copious amounts of bloody, gory, uh, like, death metal-inspired imagery and vibes, so... If you are not in for a sort of intense kind of season, you might want to give this one a skip. Just wanted to make sure everyone's safe. Please enjoy Fables Around the Table She! Um, so you guys start heading back from the the Valley of the Unfortunate Undead, where you had uh, previously captured the two thieves you were sent after um, in a glorious battle uh, full of grime and dirt and backstabbing um, all the good, all the best things in a work work story. Yes. Um, and you get back to sh- uh, Schwelvit. God. You get back to. <laughs> I know we're gonna have to do the bit. You again. had a chance to rehearse it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys get and you guys um head back to uh Schleswig. Hey, um, there we go. That's we did it. We did it. And um, you guys have been in the city before, so this is not a super new experience to you, although. There is something unsettling every time you re-enter the city, seeing the inches of grime and dirt and shit on top of this gilded, beautiful city. Yeah, not um, a fan of that. Yeah, it's not not cute. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it was a beautiful place once, but here we are. Yeah. Then King, King Fathmu had to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, screw that guy. Um... But you make your way back to Clort's little uh, shack in the in the t- center of town, deep in the the seedy underbelly area. Um, Clort being the person who who sent you after these thieves, and you enter with the two thieves tied to to your mule, uh, both of them still slightly incapacitated. Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clort um, notices you guys walk in with these thieves, and he starts beaming. Ah, you guys managed to do it! That's what we were paid to do. Where's our money? Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but before, did you, uh, did you find the item? Um, I'll pull it out of one of the pockets on my, um, on my coat. Um, and hold it, um, almost like you'd hold, like, just a knife in like a not aggressive way so like just holding it and kind of talking with my hands with it um and just sort of lean across the table and like sort of point it at him is it this ah yes yeah i just let it let it go as soon as he touches it yeah are you threatening me with that spoon (laughs) i might be (laughs) you don't Um, kill with that you eat with it uh, he laughs and, and seems very pleased. Ah, yes, I'm, I'm most impressed with the three of you. Thank you for returning this to me. Um, and he reaches, like, into, would a safe be, like, setting appropriate? Some kind of money box he keeps all of Yeah, like just a little lockbox, probably. <laughs> yeah, um, and starts sort of, like, counting out money for you guys. What's so special about that fancy spoon? Ah, miss, you see, uh, he, he mimes taking a, like a, like a spoonful of cereal with it. Very, very appropriate food for the setting. Yes. <laughs> Lucky charms. <laughs> the luckiest of charms. Yes. Um, he, he mimes taking a bite and says, the, the person who takes a, a bite of food with this will shortly starve afterwards. It's a wondrous piece of technology. It's a spoon. How does something like that happen? There are lots of rumors about how this magical spoon got its power, but I think it's best not to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Can't believe we risked our lives for a spoon. 
Ah, it's not just a spoon, though, miss. You see, this is a, a secret weapon. Who knows how many it's killed without being known as a, as a devious murder weapon. What do you plan to do with it? Ah, nothing to concern yourself with. Okay. <laughs> um, and he he doles out out your money and seems very pleased with himself. <laughs> and you wouldn't happen to know anything about the uh, these two fine gentlemen who took this from you, would you? Ah, no, I've never seen them before in my life. But you know how this town tends to to attract gutter scum. Uh, no reason to believe maybe they were uh, tied up with some uh, doomsday cult, and with that I'll hold up my hand um, with the sigil burned into it um, and just show it to him. Ah, you know, you didn't strike me as somebody that was into body art, my lad. Well, I wasn't, and I'm still not really, but... Actually, I'm going to do that line over because I forgot that Torben actually does have tattoos. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing when I described my character. <laughs> um, so, um, well, normally I'm, I'd be okay with it, but this just was sort of uh, spontaneous. You wouldn't happen to know whose mark this is, would you? Well, if I give it a good look over, it sort of makes me think of the symbol of she, but if it was some blind person who made it, something a little off about it, I think. You wouldn't have happened to have drawn this in your earlier days, did you, Nathair? Let me, let me take a closer look. Uh, I don't, uh, no, I, I don't think so. Well, I sure hope there's a way to get it off because it's ruined my beautiful hand and she just kind of like shows off her nasty, gross fingernails <laughs> and her just like <laughs> right. skeletal, pale hands. <laughs> mm, you could cut your hand off, I suppose. The most dad response. <laughs> oh, does it hurt? <laughs> Guess you're going to have to just cut it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much uh, silver did Clort give us? Um, so for the bents to be captured, there were an amount of money. Where are they in the book here? Uh, you were able to obtain 80 silver for each of them. So a total of 160 silver to be split amongst you, however you would like. Okay. Um, Yotna appears disinterested as she takes <laughs> her share. Nether will take whatever you give him and happily count and recount and re-recount and re-re-recount it again. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so by my math, that would come out to 53 and a third each. Excellent. <laughs> um, so, like, Torben's gonna try and take, let's say, 60 and shortchange the other two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, not by a ton, but like... <laughs> Enough to be dangerous. <laughs> so you give, you give us each 50? Sure. <laughs> Yotna should also take 60. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... He ain't gonna know, so it's up to you. <laughs> no wonder if there's in such debt. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he starts, uh, or Clort starts thinking about the, uh, the, the, why did I want to call it a wound? It's not a wound, it's a hand tat. Uh, he starts <laughs> looking at the, the hand brand again as you guys are sort of, uh, futzing around with the money. And he thinks, you know, I wonder which of the, the, the doomsday cults seem to have, uh, taken this symbol in particular. It does feel familiar to me. Not just because it's, you know, one of the symbols of she, but, like, fucked up a little bit. <laughs> um, if I, like, think real hard, I know I didn't, like, pay a ton of attention to, like, 
their documents and sigils and everything. But mm-hmm. can does this look like something the cult who took me used? Like their mark? Um, it, some of the ways that the symbol is distorted and kind of scratchy and like irregular does remind you of the same style that they use. So even if it's not particularly part of the cult TM, mm-hmm. it might be related to somebody that was within it. Okay. So can I ask what he plans to do with the two men we have captured? Ah, uh, well, I I will find uh, a way to, to punish them for their crimes against Clort. And he kind of chuckles to himself. Oh, third person. Nice. Don't we get a little bit extra for keeping them alive? Oh, you've gotten your extra for keeping them alive, believe me. Oh, are you going to starve them with the spoon? I like the way this guy thinks. <laughs> I don't want to look upon that. Um, He starts putting stuff away, and he pauses and thinks, You know... You guys have been real good sports about stuff. I think I might know someone who can help you figure out this whole brand business or whatever. Um, and he takes out a paper and he starts sort of like jotting down notes. There's a woman up in Kyrgyz that is knows all kinds of stuff. Some people say she's a regular oracle. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. But... There's got to be something to it if everyone's talking about her, if you know what I mean. Mm, Who is this you speak of? She goes by the name of Lady Adriana. Does that name sound familiar to me at all? Um, through just being around town and overhearing people and doing, like, work Mm -hmm. for money and stuff, you would have heard rumors about this woman. Um, some say that she's, like this weird psychic prostitute that will fuck you and then be able to tell your future. Hmm. (laughs) Goals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Others say that she's like some kind of reincarnated banshee demon that um, uses her her feminine wiles to kill people and is lying about her psychic powers in order to trap people and that uh, she might be like absorbing the souls um, some think that she's some kind of, um, like, she's got some kind of tie to she, and that um, she is using her to kind of um, go through and corrupt people through um, sex and other things. Um, All of that sounds great. <laughs> this just sounds like a bunch of upset men. <laughs> And weirdly enough, men are the only people you're yeah. hearing these rumors from. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Um, but but these are sort of the the rumors you've you've heard of of um, Adriana. Um, more tangibly, you've heard of this like secret, or there's been another rumor of a secret like mega brothel up in Kurgoose that is like nobody really mm-hmm. believes it exists, but people like totally yeah. sort of believe it exists. Um, it's sort of. Um, said to be this bastion of warmth um, in in the, the sea of cold um, surrounding Kyrgyz and the, um, oh shoot, what is her title? Is she Antibella? Anthelia? Yeah, the, 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 the one um, bit of warmth surrounding the uh, cold kingdom of Kyrgyz and the blood countess Anthela. Anthelia? Anthelia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, you, you'd all know varying levels of that collectively. Uh, <laughs> I'll let you, you guys think of uh, what rumors you choose to remember. <laughs> um, and Clort finishes writing down his um, sort of directions and sort of like, it's not exactly like a letter of recommendation, but like sort of, uh, hey, these, these kids are cool kind of uh, letter and uh, hands it to, to, to them. Uh, honestly, I wasn't expecting you guys to come back from the valley. That means you guys have some kind of chutzpah that, you know, most people don't have. So, think of this as a tip for doing a- for a job well Money done. Money also makes a good tip. Mm, indeed. Great, a tip to go see a whore. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, best tip ever, am I right? <laughs> well, if there's no more you need from us, Clort, I think we'll be taking our leave. 
All right, be safe out there. You know how dangerous the streets are. Yeah. Um, and a- as I walk out, um, like what what sort of expression is on the two people we brought on like their face? Um, they're starting to come to, but realizing they've been brought back to the person that they um stole from, they are uh alarmed, uh scared, uh not remorseful, but they're sort of like the the weight of their actions okay. is sinking in on them. Um, before we leave the city, um, I would like to stop and get um just because I'm not sure of whose mark this is on my hand and what friends or enemies that group may have, I d- would like to stop and just buy like a, even like a simple pair of gloves. Um, and I think during the last fight, my mask cracked and is like on the verge of falling apart. So I like to get a new mask to cover up this fun visage that I have. You mean your 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 nice sexy yes, that, rotting face that, that is also <laughs> kind of animalistic looking sometimes. <laughs> Torben would be a perfect gang girl. <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys uh, find like a small shop where you're able to to secure these things. Um, but while you're in there, you notice um, a couple other dudes start kind of piling in behind you. Um, they're kind of like big burly guys. You guys would easily be able to identify them as uh, uh, some kind of gang of thugs um, and not just like a bunch of unrelated people following you into the Um, store. As I'm standing at like the counter I'll just like tuck my hand like into my pocket and like put my hand on the hilt of my knife just ready if like something happens ready to just get it out and get fighting. Uh, and they sort of start gathering around the fair, waiting for, for him to sort of notice them. <laughs> Can I help you young fellas with something? Uh, the, the, the biggest one kind of looks, looks him up and down. You, uh, you're the fair, right? Uh, I, I, I believe so, yes. What can I do for you, Sonny? How much cash you got on you, bud? What does that matter to you? <laughs> oh, but do you know how much money you owe Sir Makari? Who? Uh, he, he cackles. Oh, you old man, you have no idea what you're in for. And um, the others start to sort of like surround him a little bit. Um, how many of them are there? Um, there's the big guy who's who's speaking to you, and then there's um two two goons. Okay. Um, how far away am I from uh, Jotna and uh, Torben? Probably not very far. The shop's not like that big. Okay. Um, Nether will say, uh, "I rest assured, I can pay the debt. Just." Follow me outside. I keep my coffers out in an alley. Follow me, please. Uh, they the the goons sort of look at each other and uh, they they allow him to go outside. Do they follow me? They do. Okay. Um, as soon as I am a safe distance away from Jotna and Torben, I'm going to attempt to use my power. Ooh. Ooh okay. Which is death. Death. <laughs> Just straight up kill these guys. It is guys. straight up death. <laughs> um, okay, let me check what the role is. Yeah, I was I was gonna try and look for that here too. Um, because I think you roll for whether or not is it it is successful yeah. and then you get to roll uh, the, like eight billion dice yeah. to see how okay how much murder you <laughs> inflict on these dudes. <laughs> How, how much death am I doling out? Yeah. Um, gosh, I wish I could ever find so, anything in this book. Um, it looks like it's know, they have a real... it looks like it's page thirty four. Um, it says when read Excellent. yeah when reading a scroll test presence dr twelve. If you succeed, the power is activated and subtract one use from your daily total. Excellent. Um. So yeah, roll presence and see if you can beat a twelve for me. 
Okay, so I just add my modifier, which is non-existent. Yeah, it's better than mine. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Oh, 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 that's a two. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> well. Oh. Well, it doesn't work. <laughs> nope. Um, um. And and it inflicts some owies on you. <laughs> oh no. Um. You lose two HP and you're dizzy for the next hour. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, uh, where, where, does this make what's happening? Does this make noise? Do I like hear or see any like um any magic-y stuff? You probably don't see any magic-y stuff, but like you, the both of you are aware that uh, the fair just left with these big burly dudes. Like you were not like that was not okay. secretive at all. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yotna's gonna head out there. Um, and confront the big burly dudes and say, well, how much does he owe exactly? He, he turns to, or the, the big guy turns to, to Yotna and starts laughing. Ah, the old man has a girlfriend. How cute. <laughs> um, and he, he pulls out this like scroll and it's sort of like, you know how in the cartoons you get like that moment where like the bill comes and it unfolds and it unfolds and it unfolds. And it just rolls and rolls and rolls. So he unfurls the scroll and it just it just keeps going. <laughs> Lot, lots of zeros on this thing. <laughs> okay, question. Yes. So Yotna came from royalty, her estate was burned down by a bunch of peasants. Can she have taken the deed for her estate with her as one of her, like, final things she grabbed before she escaped? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yotna is going to hand them this deed to a burned-down estate. They don't realize that it's completely just, like, burned down and useless, although it is land. And hand it over and say, we'll just cover it. And hopefully, if they're from the area, they know that this is a big, like, royal estate. They would probably know her name. Uh, yeah, the big dude kind of swipes it from her and chuckles. <laughs> what, what? What's on this paper that you think could be so, so interest, interesting? And he sort of reads it. His face kind of falls as he's reading it and realizing kind of, like, the weight that he thinks this, this deed has. Um... And he looks at the paper, and he looks at Yotna, and he looks at the paper, and he says, This will be taken under consideration. Uh, we'll, we'll be in contact. Uh, and he kind of looks at, at the, his two uh, goon bros and kind of waves them off, and they, they start taking off. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> now might be a good time to leave the city. Yeah, I'd say so. You all right, Nathair? Oh, oh, what do those nice young gentlemen want? They wanted your money. You owe oh. them as well. Uh, and Nathair's going to make sure he still has his like little purse on him. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't been pickpocketed or anything. Oh, they didn't get it good. You have Yotna to thank for that one. Let's go, old man. Uh, who? Her. An old man is you. Oh. Thank you, kind lady. You're welcome. <laughs> kind lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least I could do for someone as poor as yourself. <laughs> I, yes, I am rather poor. <laughs> Ah, yes, I am one of the poors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys load up the mule and you guys start heading heading out of the city. Um, you're you're kind of aware of the the crime and just the decrepit state of the place as you leave. Um, but nobody else seems to to come up to you guys and try and 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 fuck with you. Um. You, so you start the long journey up to uh, Kurgus, uh, following the instructions that Court gave you, um, and as you're, you know, 
it's a couple days journey. It's, you know, you're, tr you're traveling half the continent. It's not just like a hop, skip, and a jump up there. Uh, you guys kind of take some time to get to know each other because you're kind of, you know, spending a lot of time with each other. And now, you know, clearly you're all bound in some ways. Um, do you guys have any kind of interesting conversations with each other? Um, one thing I'd like to say is that uh, you guys find it kind of odd that the farther you get going towards this place, Nathera seems to almost know the way without needing to look at any sort of directions. You traveled this road a lot, old man? Uh, this just feels right. Like I'm going home or something. Well, hopefully more people don't recognize you there. I do not want to keep getting you out of these problems. Hmm, I'll handle the problems myself, young man. What about you, Yotna? Have you been to Kyrgyz before? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I would say Yotna's pretty well-traveled, um, having grown up with royalty, but um, she only knows kind of like the nice parts of different areas. So she'll say, yes, I was there um, as a child, but I don't remember much of it. Well, I haven't been to many places. I was supposed to go to Galgenbeck once, but got, um, let's just say, waylaid on the journey there. And have not been to any cities beyond Schleswig in the time since. Oh, Galgenbeck, what a nice city. The rotten flesh doesn't stink quite as much there. I'll have to take your word for it. I was um, supposed to meet some priests there, but as I said, didn't quite make it all the way. What happened to you, young man? Well, I was kidnapped by... Um, funny enough by a, by a cult that sure as hell sounds a lot like well not a lot like but pretty similar to the one who gave us these um, I hold up my hand and just sort of wiggle my fingers um, oh what, what is this and I look over to Yotna <laughs> and go are we gonna have to explain this to him every time Yotna is disinterested because she's reflecting fondly upon the estate that she grew up in that she had just casually given the deed away to <laughs> and wondering if she just made a mistake <laughs> and if she's gonna have to deal with a lot more thugs <laughs> uh, coming after um, Nefer. So uh, realizing that Yotna doesn't respond, um, I'll just let out another loud sigh <sighs> well um don't don't worry about it Nathair. we all have them and that's oh. what matters right now um but oh, okay, it's gonna then. be there for a while it doesn't hurt or anything we'll be fine <sighs> but I was taken and experimented on and changed and left to my own devices after a uh, after it went wrong and yet here you are stronger than you were before they took you um, Torben just like sort of perks up with this moment of wow that was oddly insightful from this man who has no idea of what's going on <laughs> Random nuggets of clarity. Yotna's going to say, oh, boo-hoo. What a sob story. <laughs> Yotna's unimpressed. Um, with... <laughs> At least your entire home didn't burn down before your eyes. Um, well, actually, <laughs> not entirely the same, but the reason I was going to Galgenbeck is because... The family farm was 
failing, I was the one who was supposed to go make an offering or prayer or something at the High Cathedral, and I can only assume now that my family is dead and the farm is gone, and I am left with nothing but this forsaken ability that lets me do this. And and with that, um, you guys, I don't think, have seen me shapeshift yet. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Because this would have been this. Um, so as soon as I say this, um, I will just sort of close my eyes and lean back in. Uh, um, like, I don't, do we have a cart or something? Or are we just walking? Um, I was just imagining you just like taped all of your, your stuff to the, uh, okay. to the mule and started um, walking. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, ju- <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just drop whatever I was holding and um, sort of close my eyes and tilt my head back to the sky um, and just let the transformation come. Yeah, roll your d6 and tell us what animal you turn into. Ooh, nice. It's a six. Awesome. Um, so that is a doomsaying monkey. Um, so my, so like as um, you see Torben um, like look up to the sky, um, he just, his arms sort of go limp at his sides and you see and hear this terrible like cracking of bone and rending of flesh is his form just sort of shifts and twists and um like sort of shrinks into this little um monkey that um retains like the clothing and armor that torben had been wearing um there's still a knife in its hand um and um Monkey Torben will look up um, at at um, Yotna and Nathair and just sort of hold his arms down at his side, like looking up at them, as if to say, "See." Yotna's gonna say, "Ew," <laughs> <laughs> and then she's gonna gesture to Poltroon, <laughs> the jester, <laughs> and say, "Look, it's like your old pet because they used to have a he used to have a monkey." <laughs> Oh, he used to be like a, a more, an organ grinder. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um, I imagine Robger would begin screeching at this point, and um, Nathair will reach in and pull out a little piece of bread and hand it up to him. Uh, hush, Robger. It's just the young man who is now that. <laughs> um, and I do picture that like Torben turns in. To like a capuchin monkey, like the one that's in like the night at the museum in community and like it's it's okay, it's Annie's yeah. boobs. Um, <laughs> uh, more more or less. Um, okay. and after just a little while of walking, because this is painful, um, I don't want to switch back like right away. Um, so I'll just walk along, maybe like hop on the mule and ride for a little bit. But like oh, after like an yeah. hour or so, after like the pain like dulls a little bit, we'll like hop off and like transform back again. You should have hopped on Poltron's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. You guys can do tricks together and juggle. <laughs> Fear juggling now with a monkey. <laughs> yep. Now it's joy juggling. <laughs> I think we just call that juggling. No, they're two <laughs> different things. <laughs> okay. Hello, listeners. I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fables Around the Table She. I sure hope nothing else bad happens to our lovely party by the end of this episode. <laughs> um, as a reminder, we're playing Morkborg, a self-described doom metal album of a game. It's designed by Pelly Nielsen and published by Free League Publishing. If you can get your hands on a physical copy of this game, I highly recommend it. Um, allow me to introduce you to our players. Uh, first up is Josh Medor playing Torben. Uh, Josh is a good friend to all of us at Project Derailed, and we're so happy to have him on the show. Uh, next, playing Yotna, is Annalise Torilla. 
Uh, Annalise is an excellent artist and our resident metalhead, and she's been giving an excellent performance this season. Finally, Garrett Kimmel plays our favorite old man, Nathair. You'll know Garrett from previous seasons of Fables Around the Table, including our first season, Lost, as well as contributing voices to other seasons. Garrett is a member of Northern Weather, a Midwest emo band who in the past few months has released their first album, A Shade of Melancholy. If you're interested in checking that out, you can find Northern Weather on Bandcamp and Spotify, and you can follow the band on Twitter at Northern Weather, but with no vowels in the handle. Um, and I'm Chelsea Rexinger. I'm the art director at Project Derailed, and you'll know me from other Project Derailed podcasts like Cape Chronicles, a masked actual play where I play Royale, as well as so many Fable seasons, um, including Tainted Love, Tiffany, and our previous season, Candlelight. Um, but also, speaking of candles, I am also co-owner of Plot Kindling Candles, a candle business dedicated to turning your tabletop characters into their own scented candle. Uh, you can find us at etsy.com slash shop slash plot kindling candles to start the process of designing your own custom candle today. I also want to give a special shout out to Tom Goldthwaite for working on some of the music used in She. Everything he's written for this has been so inspired, and I could not be more pleased with all of the music. If you like what we're doing here on Fables or one of our other fine podcasts, you can support us on Patreon. Just $5 a month can give you access to extended retrospectives for Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5e actual play, and Cape Chronicles, our masks actual play, bonus content for It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and a whole other podcast where the derailed crew chats about their goings-on. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website at projectderailed.com, and also there's a link in our show notes. Another thing you can do to help the podcast is to give us a review and a rating on Spotify and Apple Music. If you've enjoyed the time you spent with us, that's an excellent way to let us know. Thank you for listening to Fables Around the Table. Please enjoy the rest of She. Um, but yeah, you guys, um, travel for, for most of a day before you decide to settle down and make camp, uh, in a safe location. Um, you're, you're in an area that sort of is, uh, a, a slight valley. There are sort of, um, hills around you, um, and, and a sharp cliff off to one of your sides, um, rising above you, so you're at the, the bottom. Um, and you, you kind of s- make camp there, you start a fire and get comfortable for, for sleeping. Um, Yotna, while you're you're sitting down, you feel your uh, puzzle cube kind of, like, fidget in your pocket a little bit. Um, it's been known to kind of, uh, jostle by itself, whether or not you're fiddling with it. Um. I definitely forgot about it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when, when this, uh, puzzle cube kind of fidgets, um, what is, uh, what, what comes to Yotna's mind? Does she, um... Is she hit with fear? Is she, uh, like, curious about it? Um, does it give her a happy memory, perhaps? Um, I'm gonna say it was something that was given to her by her father when she was young, as, like, a like a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she looks at it with, like, with, uh, nostalgia. Um, so whenever it kind of, like, jostles around, it makes her think of her father, even though um, I'm going to say her father gave it to her because he assumed when she was young uh, she wouldn't know that there was, like, evil and stuff within it. (laughs) So, like, she assumed, or he assumed this little girl wouldn't, like, be able to do much harm with it. Yeah, that seems like it makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally safe, uh, good present for my young uh, daughter, so... Yeah, does she, like, uh, take it out so that uh, Nefer and uh, Torben can see it? Yeah, she's gonna take it out um, and kind of mess with it a little bit. What is that? Oh, it's nothing. What are you trying to do with it? Uh... Oh, I don't know. It's just something that I've tinkered around with since I was young. I don't really know what it is. 
looks valuable. Keep it close. With that, <laughs> with that, she pockets it again and kind of like tucks into herself and side eyes, <laughs> side eyes them both. Um, and in that awkward moment, kind of to diffuse the tension, uh, Nithair, um, someday I will remember all of your names. Um, Ravger kind of flies into the air and starts screeching. Um, he sort of points, uh, like, directs everybody's attention to the top of the cliff. And there's this huge, um, like, figure standing there just watching over the party. Um, Torben, you, you recognize this as, uh, Nishai the Golem. But it is alarming to everyone, I imagine, at first. <laughs> In... Yeah, Yotna's gonna, like, stumble to her feet and, like, back the fuck up. Roger, come, come. And I'll hold out my arm for him to come back down. Yeah, and he does. In my past, Nishai... Like, Nishai doesn't just, like, out-and-out attack me. It's just following me. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Um, So, as I see everybody get on edge, um, I'll just calmly explain... (sighs) It's just following us. There's nothing to be... Well, following me, but by extension, following us. There's nothing to worry about. It doesn't attack. It's just sort of there. Does it protect you? I don't know. (laughs) It hasn't hurt me yet. Why does it follow you, young man? Um... At some point after I, um, let's just say, earned my freedom, somewhere I met someone who did something, and part of the agreement was that fella up there, uh, Nishai, by the way, um, is going to follow me. Uh... Yeah, that was my reaction, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yotna's just staring with her jaw on the floor. Editor's note, insert like a cricket sound in there or something like that. Uh, 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 Okay. Yeah, Nishai just follows me around. Um, He probably, at Schleswig, just stayed outside the city gates. He's not very welcome inside of cities, um, as you can... Imagine what you two did, but guards that are heavily armed and already on edge. Um, but it follows me around. Maybe someday I'll figure out why. Um, as you guys kind of peer up at it again, you notice that it does um, shift into the same monkey form that uh, Torben took earlier. Um, and this is something that you've been able to notice it do occasionally before, that it will mimic your, your animalistic forms. Um, but it's never tried to, like, attack or or anything like that. Mm. And it's never, like, gotten in, like, if I'm in, like, a fight or anything, it hasn't gotten involved either? Yeah. Okay. At least not, not to your knowledge. Yeah. So it's not like there's gonna be another animal charging in to help us. Hmm. Could be useful, but oh well. Probably not, given my past experience. It's just a physical form of dread following. <laughs> More <laughs> or less. You go. <laughs> Great. Love you that. You get used to it. It's kind of like Poltroon. He kind of follows me everywhere and doesn't do much. Oh, uh, Poltroon has, like, seen this thing and immediately started, like, subtly juggling with himself. <laughs> 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 juggling with himself! <laughs> just, like, real real small, like, like trying not to be noticed, but is, like, scared by this thing and is immediately juggling. <laughs> how he calms himself down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, do we want to keep watch tonight, or do you guys feel safe just, uh, all of us passing out? Uh, go ahead and keep watch. I'll go to bed. Good night. <laughs> well, I guess... Yeah, thanks, and Torben. The begin- <laughs> and the fair begins uh, preparing himself for bed. <laughs> thanks for volunteering, Torben. And oh. with that... <laughs> Jotna's gonna <laughs> go to sleep as well. Well, one of you is gonna be woken up in a few hours, so 
Um, I'll just sit around camp and, you know, keep the fire kind of low. Um, every once in a while, look up at Nishai. Um, just because he, it's never, I've never been in the company of others while it's been following me. Um, so I'm not sure how they'll, how it'll react to companions. Yeah. Just, just making sure that it doesn't get like, no. <laughs> That's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh no you don't see him like become more aggressive that you can notice or just anything like that standing there yep just watching just sometimes being an animal friend sometimes not being an animal friend just just hanging out and watching um just vibing i dig it yeah he's just <laughs> hanging out he's for all you know he's happy that you found some some very nice friends <laughs> <laughs> Nice, um, air quotes. Yeah. So, eventually, at some point in this night, all of you are asleep, whether or not it's all at the same time uh, may may vary. Um, but you all start have this um, collective dream. Well, I guess it's not collective. You're not having it at the same time, but you all have the same dream. Um, and you see this, like, mysterious coliseum-type area. And it's made of flesh and bone. It's super gnarly looking. Just you're you're immediately put on edge uh, from just like the sheer gore, right? And you hear this like body smashing and bone cracking and just inhuman sounds coming from within it. Um, there's thunder crashes and and bright lightning these these flashes make it um disorienting and nauseating uh and you hear this vicious roar followed by this big snap sounding like two powerful jaws coming together um and that's sort of the the sound that sits with you when you wake up the next day just this terrible roar and snap um you feel it almost in your body as if you've been bitten in half uh, so that's what you guys wake up to the next day. Everything's fine. You've been, not been attacked. <laughs> well, that's good. Nice. Uh, what, what an awful dream that was. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, I'm... And uh, Natheris kind of surprised that he's still not there, yet he fully acknowledges that it was indeed a dream. <laughs> um, and... Also notably, with this this pain of feeling like you've been snapped or bit in half, um, the the symbol on your hand seems to burn a little bit today. Does it uh, look any different, it, or just the sensation is there? Um, it looks a little irritated, but it doesn't look like it's like bleeding or growing or anything like that. It just looks a little inflamed. Okay. Well, Nathair, since you seem to somehow know this road better than either of us, how much longer is it to Kyrgyz? Uh, uh, Kyrgyz, you say? Uh, where are we now? We're <laughs> northeast of Schles or northwest of Schleswig, heading toward Kyrgyz. Does any of this look familiar to you? Oh, Kyrgyz, I, I knew Anthelia long ago. A beauty she was, cold as the coldest ice, her touch freezing. Yotna rolls her eyes. <laughs> Throughout all of that, Torben just like starts just like rubbing the bridge of his nose, getting more and more frustrated. Like, okay, all of that is great, but how much further is it? Uh, we should head this way. Um, and Nathara will point to the, um, basically to the north and slightly west and start walking. Um, before we take off, Torben is just going to make sure that that's not back the way we came. No, it's not. You are, you're heading in the right okay. direction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, and and um, based on the the notes that um, Clort has given you, this is this is correct. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, you you continue that way. It takes a few days. Um, nothing really different seems to happen the following nights. Um, you travel. You talk a little bit. 
uh, you you see best friend um, best friend the shy watching you at night being being a bro. Um, <laughs> you you continuously have these dreams um, of like the same kind of intensity of this weird meat coliseum, and you're filled with these feelings of um, either being devoured or rended or torn apart. You can feel it deep in your body. Um, the feeling doesn't last long when you wake up, so you don't feel, like, super fatigued by it. Um, but you're constantly reminded of waking up in this horrible, terrible pain. Um, I got I got so caught on the phrase meat coliseum that I listened to nothing else that you said after that. <laughs> I love that, those two words together. That's brilliant. Anyway, go on. Yeah, the meat coliseum so metal. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, you get north enough where it starts getting very cold, and there's snow on the ground, and visibly you can see um, the color kind of leaving the area. Um, it's known to those who have met um, Blood Countess Anthelia that she sort of her her beauty sort of drains the color out of everything due to her beauty and her like cold um emotionless heart um some even say that the 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 men who come to be her suitors um when she crushes their heart and denies them that she drains all of the life and color out of them and they die nearly instantly um shriveling down into a husk of of a person who used to be um and for a while, it seems like you're you're walking, and like these instructions don't make sense anymore. Everything is snow. You have no idea where you're going, until you get this inkling of warmth. You can kind of see this um, kind of a little bit of saturation in the air. There's something. There's like a smell. You know how um, like snowy areas kind of have that mm -hmm. smell of snow, and it's sort of like um, sanitized and cold, and it feels almost like voidness. Um, you, you, you sense something that isn't cold, that isn't death, that isn't, like, lonely isolationist, and you start heading that way, um, and you come across this ramshackle building that looks like it's a bunch of different buildings that have been torn apart and stuck together. It reaches into the air, even though it's hidden from sight, um... And the most gripping thing about this place is that there are candlelights on the outside, and it's warm, and the building is painted red, um, which is notably what you guys were looking for. Uh, you have arrived at the, uh, the residence of, uh, Lady Adriana. Um, okay. Um, just, uh, backtracking real quick. With the dreams, does... I know you said that, like, the sensation, like, when we wake up of being devoured is always there. Mm -hmm. Does the content itself change? Like, is this the same dream over and over? Or is this a different dream that's, like, where the similar things are happening to us every night? Um, it is not the same exact dream, but you are experiencing the same imagery and okay. sort of, like, different angles. Okay, and, and, like, like, the, that. and like, the same place? Yes. Okay. It is always this, this, <laughs> the meat coliseum. It is always that kind of thing. It is Can always. That be the title of the episode. Meat coliseum. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is always this, like, location that you feel like is, is very violent. It is full of viscera. And it is just, like, it feels like bodies. Th this place was made of bodies that are no longer bodies anymore. Okay. And kind of, like. It's metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. Um, and. For for Torben, it also um, sort of gives this feeling um, of it. It reminds me almost of my transformations. Yes, exactly. Yeah, with it, it feels very very related to yeah, that. Yeah, with you like the kind of, um, with the bones breaking and muscles tearing and like being destroyed and rebuilt into something else. Yes, gotcha. Yeah, and and it kind of. Um, for you especially, it triggers the the, mm -hmm. the feelings of, like, the first time that happened yeah. to you when you were scared and you didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. So Torben is probably, like, teetering on the edge of being sleep-deprived right now. Like, he's getting just enough sleep to, like, keep going, but is, like, mm -hmm. just bare minimum. Anything he can do to not sleep, he's doing. Okay. Excellent. 
Um, so now that you have arrived at the the whorehouse of Lady uh, Lady Adriana, I think we will call it there. And will one of you roll a d6 for me? On it. I already rolled a d6 this session. I think that was the only roll <laughs> so far. I, I I rolled and failed miserably for my uh, spell thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but I rolled a one for the d6. A one. Excellent. As at the beginning, so at the end. All manner of fly and wasp shall fill the air. Cool. I yeah, don't, I don't like that. <laughs> next, next, I don't like that. Next time we'll meet Lady Adriana and see what she's all about. All righty. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys had fun. That was a lot of fun yes. again, for sure. Good. As you walk down the sidewalk, passing shops of all kinds, the cold wind stinging against your cheeks as the snow beneath your feet gives a light crunching, you see a sign above your goal, Chronicle Comics. You open the door, the ding of the bell letting the clerk know someone has entered. He looks up at your familiar face and says, Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it as uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names and contrastingly colorful font below them. Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be like 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't stopping the crime. Remix. Am I the only one confused why Quasi can whisper? Quasi Raptor. Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words Cape Chronicles. Available every first and third Wednesday of each month starting March 2nd, 2022 from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is cramped in here. Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a gif yankee. My character is a doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes, and you are? It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luck B. Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week! Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely where we didn't know at all the people. That was crazy. Holy fuck, Mike Mitchell. Well, I, I don't know how, how, like, how much you guys really do Love bare naked ladies. Justin McElroy. Grab your tongue. Grab your tongue, and I want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship. Born on a pirate ship. You were born on a pile of shit? And many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like bare naked ladies, we talk about them.
probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. ProjectDerailed.com